Good afternoon. We are here for this week's edition of the Embedded Insiders. I'm Rich Nass with Open Systems Media, Embedded Computing Design, and I'm here with Brandon Lewis. Hello, Brandon. How are you doing, Rich? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. It's been a pretty exciting week. Uh, back from APEC last week, uh, our announcement that we brought on uh, Alex Paltz, to handle our analog and power coverage. Um, if you missed that one, I know you didn't miss it, Brandon, but for those of you out there, if you missed that, you might want to check out last week's Embedded Insiders and hear Alex's insights on the um, state of the state of power because it's pretty interesting. But anyway, uh, this week let's talk about autonomous driving. How's that sound, Brandon? Sounds great. One of my favorite topics. <laughs> okay. Uh, as you know, there are six levels of – well, it's not six levels of autonomous driving. It's six levels of – how do they define that? What is it six levels of? It's, it's kind of just six levels of driving in general um, that spans human interaction, you know, humans completely controlling the vehicle with no system aiding them whatsoever, and that's level zero. Well, and that's then the, the – it doesn't have the ability to have anything other than the human driving the car. Correct. There, and, and, and frankly, there aren't even any systems inside of those vehicles that could help at all. Um, then on the other end of the spectrum, you have level five. All of these are detailed by SAE International. And actually last uh, week, I believe, we had an ECAST on this very topic uh, with uh, John Tintinale of SAE, Dan Kochi of Automotive Grade Linux, and a gentleman from PRQA that discussed some of these things. If you're interested in more information, those of you listening. But on the other end of the spectrum from level zero is level five. And level five is the full-blown sleeping in the car automation, you know, reading the paper, you know, doing work, no human interaction required. You don't do that anyway now? Uh, it, it, that's up for debate. <laughs> my driving my driving record would suggest that I do. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're currently sort of around level two right now. Level two is kind of advanced. Um, that's where you have uh, adaptive cruise control, lane departure detection, um, and that's pretty state-of-the-art today. I, I have that right, right? I think we're somewhere between level one and level two. So Level one is your, your modern driver assistance systems. I mean, so modern cars today have driver assistance thing, systems that can do things like adaptive cruise control. They can, they can ingest information about the surrounding environment and help kind of avoid uh, serious accidents, but the driver is still very, very much involved, hence it's a driver assistance system. Uh, level two is starting to get a little bit more advanced where you're talking about um, doing things like steering and acceleration or deceleration, uh, and that's the system doing it. So driver's still required, but, you know, a little bit less responsibility. So I guess you could doze off a bit. We're somewhere you know, in between those level, two levels. The, what, when the car steers itself, I think that that's level three. When it's going around a curve and that wheel is turning all by itself, that to me is considered level three. I, what level three is defined as is being able to help the driver actually 
sorry, level two is defined as being able to help the driver actually avoid an accident. At level three, what we're talking about is a driver having to only be partially engaged. So still in level two, you're talking about a driver that's more or less fully engaged. At level three, the driver, you know, could, you know, figure out what's going on with the kids in the back seat and take their eyes off the road. Now, this is a really interesting point um, of discussion around industry because a lot of people are talking about just skipping level three altogether because what it would require to have a driver be able to be partially engaged in the act of driving is pretty comprehensive um, infotainment systems, probably some augmented and virtual reality, and still you're telling somebody that they can relax or stop participating in the act of driving uh, until you need them to. And as I'm sure a lot of people believe, that's a more difficult proposition than, you know, more easily said than done. Now, what would you say if I told you I came across somebody working on level five this week? I would tell you that a lot of people are working on level five, but I think it's still a long way away. Thought you'd say you read my piece that was posted the other day, but like I told you, I reserve that for Sunday afternoons. <laughs> okay, well I can tell you a little bit about it. Mentor Graphics uh, sort of caught me by surprise—not that they were doing level five stuff, but that they're doing level five hardware, and that mm. it's not something I would have expected from them. Um, they are building, obviously, the the whole software part of it, but they're packing patching packaging that up into a Xilinx Zinc FPGA, um, and they'll be selling hardware to people um, to develop level five autonomous driving. Um, very, very cool stuff. And the, the way that they went about it is that they're removing the microcontrollers from each of the various sensor subsystems um, and having one main hub where everything comes into that hub. And they say that by doing that, they can reduce the cost by removing those microcontrollers and also improve the performance by eliminating the latency that's associated with each of those microcontrollers. I mean, in, in theory, it makes sense, and I can't really think of a reason why I wouldn't do it that way. So when you say that they're selling hardware or getting into hardware, what you mean is that they're porting uh, their operating system to the Zinc platform, optimizing it, and then bundling that and offering it to the market. They're putting together a hardware package where they will sell you the hardware. They'll send you the FPG, They'll sell you the FPGA all ready to go, all pre-configured. That's pretty powerful because, as you know, I know, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners know, that Zinc platform is something else uh, in terms of embedded development right now. It's, people are just you know, over the moon about it. Well, as, as our embedded study will tell you, and I, I know you read that last Sunday afternoon, um, our readers really love the Zinc platform. It's moving up the chart faster than any other. That's really that's really good stuff. And I wonder, I wonder what direction Mentor will go in the future as they get more and more integrated with Siemens. Hmm. Yeah, you, you know, this is something that's been a couple of years in the works, okay. so I'm, I'm sure it predates that. But but you definitely raise a very good point. Um, the Siemens that I remember from a previous life, where they were selling machinery and equipment and, and that kind of thing, and, and a lot of selling rail stuff. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see how, how this could be incorporated in, into those types of environments. 
Yeah, definitely. Food for thought. Food for thought, and maybe for an upcoming Embedded Insiders. Is that good for this week? Sounds good to me. Yeah, I'd like to hear from some of the folks if what we're saying about these various levels are correct and where people will be placing them in the timeline. Um, You know, I think of as the Tesla of today as level three, but I think you disagree with that. So we'll see where that takes us. I'm going to throw a last jab in here. I don't think it's going to be for 20 to 30 years before that we see level five fully on the road operating amongst many um, autonomous and unautonomous vehicles. You're wrong. Sorry, you're (laughs) definitely wrong about that one. And uh, we're going to bring in a guest very shortly to tell you exactly why you're wrong about that one. Okay. Okay. That was Brandon Lewis. Technology Editor for Embedded Computing Design. I am Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media. Have a great day, everybody.